Hello, and welcome to the Lasting Impact Wellness Podcast, where together we explore ways to help you optimize your health and achieve sustainable well being. No one deserves to live an unhealthy life because they are overtasked, overstimulated, and overwhelmed. I'm your co host, Dr. Laura Hayes, and we'll be joined by Dr. Parker Hayes as we explore new perspectives and strategies rooted in self awareness, deep connections, and science based practices designed to create lasting impact for you and those around you. Please keep in mind this podcast is for the purpose of education, introspection, and community connection and should not be mistaken for medical advice. Be sure to subscribe and share with others. Let's be well together. Hello to everyone and thanks for being with us. This is Lasting Impact Wellness the podcast that helps you optimize your health and well-being through science-based practices, practical knowledge, and honest discussions. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Parker Hayes. Let me start by asking you a question. What do you really like to do these days? And another question. What do you need to do these days? In other words, what activities bring you the greatest joy, gratification, and allow your accomplishment, whether it be for fun or family or work? If you think the answers may change, what do you like to do these days if these days were the final five to eight years of your life? And what will you need to be able to do at that time? What will you need to be able to do? In today's episode, we are going to discuss the topic of health span. Yes, what it means, its significance in ourselves. We'll explore some strategies to enhance and extend vitality as we age, but we are going to go a step further. So back to those initial questions. Are you able to do all the things on your lists now? Common answers that I get when I pose these questions center around movement and functional ability but they also consider the emotional, the cognitive, and psychological joy derived from those activities and the ability to continue spending time with those who matter the most to them. My first challenge to you is that even if you are free from disease, if you are unable to do all the things you want and need to do, then you're not as healthy as you think you're not as healthy as you could be. And if you are currently able to do those things, your ability to continue doing them and adapting to new versions of yourself as you age depends largely on the choices you make now. You know, in this space, we use the terms longevity, lifespan, health span, well-being, wellness, so much that their origins and meanings begin to blur. Today, I will ask us to focus on health span, but ask that we make a clear and distinct differentiation between it and a better goal, optimal health span. In our quest for fulfilling and meaningful life, health does play a pivotal role. Of course, it is no longer enough to merely focus on longevity. What truly matters is the quality of life we get to experience as we age. In other words, it goes beyond simply living longer and focuses on maintaining good health, vitality, 
and freedom from chronic diseases while allowing you to fully enjoy life, maintain your independence, and pursue your passions. This realization has given rise to the concept of health span. While health span represents the number of healthy years one can expect to live, optimal health span goes beyond that, emphasizing the pursuit of holistic well-being. So let's talk about the differences between health span and optimal health span, identify three key areas of contrast, and highlight strategies to achieve this life of optimal, vibrant health. Healthspan, it's a term that's been in use since the early 2000s, and it has made its way into research papers that I read and books and the common parlance, although it has yet to appear in any formal dictionary, unless it's a more than recent occurrence. Its original definition that was used by the World Health Organization today refers to the duration of time an individual lives in a state of health free from debilitating diseases or impairments. It represents the years one is unencumbered by chronic illnesses. Achieving a longer health span involves adopting healthy lifestyle practices, as you know, such as regular physical activity, a balanced diet, stress management, and avoiding risky behaviors like smoking or excessive alcohol consumption. And this goal is laudable, to be sure. And it may be a fine place to start for many. In fact, it's probably worth repeating. Moving your body and being mindfully selective of what you put into it and put into your head matters. And if you're not doing those things right now, rethinking some of those daily choices can make a real impact on your future self. The WHO came up with a score for health span, the Healthy Life Expectancy Score, or HLE, sometimes called the HALE score. And somewhat disturbingly, in Western countries, it's considerably less than lifespan, also known as life expectancy. A lot of research and thought goes into increasing lifespan, but hopefully without widening the gap with healthy lifespan or health span. However, health span alone does not capture the complete essence of a well-lived life. It focuses primarily on physical health and longevity, the absence of disease, overlooking other crucial aspects that contribute to your overall well-being. And this is where the concept of optimal health span really comes into play. So what are the key areas of difference between health span and optimal health span? Well, the first concept I want to give to you is to not accept what the supposed norms for age may be. Well, I am getting old. I can't expect to do the things I did when I was younger. These are common refrains for many of us and for many of my patients. But sometimes they're spoken prematurely before decay is even manifested. And then they have the tendency to become somewhere between self-fulfilling prophecies or an excuse. 
we don't accept the performance of the products we buy to be the same as those we bought 10 and 20 years ago. The materials, the methods of manufacturing improve, and we expect to avail ourselves of this progress at the store or the bank, on our smartphones, in our cars, and at the doctor's office. An example of progressing medical norms, if tomorrow, God forbid, I need my appendix or gallbladder out, then I probably will just have a couple of holes poked in my abdomen, and I might even go home tomorrow evening, rather than a sizable incision and weeks of painful recovery. This was not necessarily the norm for my patients even some years ago. When I examine a patient, sometimes I can tell when they probably had this or that specific surgery just from looking at their abdomen and their scars. So why would we accept that the trajectory of aging itself is exempt from this progress? Why do we allow ourselves to assume that loss of function is uh, it's just because and not demand access to better, more durable overall product. Well, one reason, honestly, is because modern medicine still tells us that that's the way it is. My doctor says that it just comes with age, is recounted to me by patients all the time. And yes, on some things that may still be the case. I finally gave in to wearing glasses to suture or do detailed car repairs, or to read a children's book in dim light after a no-glasses life. But regarding so many other measures, we've got to start letting go of the previously assumed rate of decay and work to prolong a steady state of very low risk. We have to stop measuring our age by our driver's license or our passport alone. The next aspect of optimal health span is a term that I've coined. I call it contingency health. This means not only avoiding chronic diseases that have a label, but building yourself stronger and healthier now to avert the decays in performance that could occur, to plan against contingencies. What do I mean by this? Well, we know that cardiorespiratory fitness, for example, often measured by VO2 max, will decline with age at a predictable rate. But increasing one's VO2 max now, whatever now means to you in your life, very likely will improve your chances of being able to do activities that require stamina or wind, if you will, at older ages attained in your life. It's really not dissimilar from starting your 401k early, your savings plan early. And if you haven't, start it now with as much as you can afford, and it will still help you to realize much greater gains that will be compounded over time. While what we may be doing with health is preventing rate of decay rather than building up a big estate, the concept remains the same. It's so much harder to play catch up if you can at all, then to begin a regular investment plan now. I can't count the number of my friends or patients who work in the financial industry who live and breathe this concept with their money.
but not necessarily with their own health and well-being. But whatever that number is, it may be less than the number of medical professionals I know who do the same. My daughter is a civil engineer who specializes in geotechnics. This means that a segment of her time is spent in steel-toed work boots and a hard hat at construction sites, making sure that piles, these giant pillars, are placed sufficiently deep into sufficiently stable earth and rock to support the weight of buildings, not only in and of themselves, but when they are subjected to the possibility of high winds or material fatigue, and in particular to her location, earthquakes. It's not enough to build the building to the standards only required for most everyday use if you want it to outlast the inevitabilities of time and age. Constructing oneself for optimal health span means not just being healthy enough to not have visible flaws and labeled disease, but capable, yes, of the rigors of daily use, as well as withstanding the eventualities of terrific stressors, some decay in materials, and our own earth-shaking events. The third concept to consider is that optimal health span extends beyond physical health and encompasses a broader perspective of well-being. It emphasizes the interconnectedness of physical, mental, emotional, and social dimensions. Achieving optimal health span requires nurturing each of these facets to ensure a fulfilling and purpose-driven existence. In addition to maintaining physical health, optimal health span involves mental well-being, bringing in cognitive function, emotional resilience, and psychological balance. It recognizes the importance of displaying positive emotions, engaging in meaningful activities, cultivating healthy relationships, and managing stress effectively. I mean, we now know that chronic stress, anxiety, and depression can negatively impact physical health and shorten health span. So things like self-care, having an active mindfulness practice, engaging in hobbies and fostering meaningful relationships are just as important to your current and future physical self. To take it a bit further, Optimal HealthSpan acknowledges the significance of social connections and community engagement. It highlights the benefits of social support networks, participating in social activities and, and fostering a sense of belonging. These social connections not only enhance overall well-being, but also they contribute to longevity and a reduced risk of age-related disease. So if our three contrasting concepts that elevate us from just health span to optimal health span are first, adjusting our expectations to let go of age-related decay as an excuse or self-fulfilling prophecy. Second, practicing contingency health, taking active steps to invest in your health now to avert injurious 
avert injurious events later. And third, actively encompassing emotional, mental, spiritual, social health into your overall well-being. Well, what specifically can you do? To achieve optimal health span, you need a multifaceted approach. First, physical. Think about your current habits. Are there certain things you're doing now that may be limiting your future? Avoiding smoking, limiting alcohol consumption, refraining from excessive use of drugs or substances. In terms of physical health, we'll have many future episodes dedicated to all of these. Engaging in regular exercise, you start simple and you aim for at least some moderate intensity exercise most days of the week. Maintaining a balanced diet and focusing on whole unprocessed foods such as fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, legumes, and healthy fats. Reduce or eliminate sugary drinks and processed snacks and foods high in saturated fats. You can pick one thing today that you can substitute regularly, that daily muffin for a piece of fruit. I know right now it's kind of broken record time. You know these things. Really? How about prioritizing sleep? Really prioritizing sleep. Establishing a consistent sleep schedule. Considering a brief meditation before bed. Avoiding stimulating activities close to your bedtime. Protecting your bedroom. And that leads us to another step you can take now preventative measures, engaging in regular health screening, staying up to date on recommended checks, scopes, immunizations, and adopting preventive measures against diseases to minimize health risks. And further, a big part of what we do at Lasting Impact Wellness is help you identify your versions of purpose and meaning, taking the time to really think about your personal values Set goals, if that works for you, and engage in activities that provide a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Give yourself some attention to your mental well-being and start building up your emotional resilience. Practice mindfulness and stress management techniques. Being curious about the world because you just want to know. Engaging in intellectually stimulating activities maintaining a healthy work-life balance as best you can at your stage of life, and making time for your own hobbies. Consider how your, your own attitude is influencing your behaviors and start to cultivate positive emotions. Each day when I come to work, people say, Hi, Dr. Hayes, how are you today? It's the greatest day of my life. I've said it for years. Sometimes I really believe it. Other times, it, it, I don't. But I keep saying it because it makes me think more positively. And maybe a little, it helps those around me to do the same. Work on effective communication with your family members and foster healthy coping mechanisms. And always be sure to seek professional help if needed. Are you placing adequate focus on your social connections, 
nurturing those relationships which mean the most to you, even beyond the obvious ones? Participate in community activities and maybe join some social groups and prioritize. Calendar it, spending quality time with loved ones, unplugging and truly being present with them when they're with you and even in your mind when they're not. Lastly, practice lifelong learning. Maybe that's what you're doing right now. But continuously challenge the mind, explore new knowledge, and pursue intellectual growth through reading or courses or skill development. In studies of people with extraordinary long lifespans, they uniformly seek new knowledge. They're curious, and they tend to talk about the future preferentially over always talking about the past. Ooh, that is quite a list. Well, we are going to bring a lot of it to you in the episodes and the times together ahead. But for now, today, I hope to change your paradigm of what your health span should be by making it an optimal health span. What do you like to do these days? Well, whenever you ask yourself that question, answer it with the best body, mind, and heart that you can. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for your time and for your energy. We always appreciate your feedback at info at lastingimpactwellness.com. I'm Dr. Parker Hayes. I look forward to talking with you soon. Let's be well together. Thank mm-hmm. you.